Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. guys it's wednesday and you already know what it is a new episode of chasing the frame today and i'm here with brian martinez brian how are you today i'm great how are you i'm great friend of the pod welcome back to the show by the way thank you it's good to be back all right so before we start i just want to say thank you for everyone listening to the cast and remember if you're a patreon member we have three different tiers for you you can listen to the podcast three days to a week early so if you if you sign up basically you can get that podcast next week today so that's an awesome part of being on that top tier network. Also, BT Dubs, we are starting, if you haven't noticed since last week and the week before, we do have now video podcasts that are actually three weeks after the fact of the audio recording. So you will be able to watch them on YouTube. And also, I want to thank everyone who isn't on Patreon for listening as well. I appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. Share this. Remember, it's on Pod. Uh, Google Podcast, Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify, all those good things. So let's get to the cast right away. And Brian, thank you again for showing up and being on the cast again. Now it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. This is uh, really, really fun. So, okay. So today we're going to talk about your one-on-one about what got you into filmmaking basically or acting in general. So the question is, the first question, like I always ask everyone is, what got you into filmmaking general, like movie, acting, Actor-wise, TV show, whatever it was, what was that first initial thing? Uh, Actor-wise, it all started when I was a kid. Like, TV was the only thing I knew basically how to do, honestly. Like, that's the only way my mom could get me to, like, sit down. And just watching these people perform on TV and and tell stories and everything, I'm like, I want to do that. Like, I I, I think I'd be good at that. And when I went to like middle school and high school, I would always want to be like in plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, fun fact, I, I was uh, in high school at Desert Pines and they were doing the high school musical play, I think. I don't know if that ever came to fruition, but I auditioned for the role of Ryan, which is a uh, uh, Sharpay's brother. And he has like a very high uh, singing tone of voice. So I auditioned for it and I had gotten it. 
But oh, are I, you saying? Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. But it, it sucks because at that time I, I had to move and um, I went, I had to transfer to a different school. Mm-hmm. So I had to like drop out basically of the play. But now that I think about it, I think about it, I don't think it, it came to fruition. I don't know if the teacher even did it or if they were against it because I never heard anything else from it. Yeah. But so that was fun. And then filmmaking, like being behind the camera, that never really piqued my interest until mm-hmm. we did Murder for Dummies, which it was kind of like I was kind of forced into it because mm-hmm. it was like if I if we want to get this done, we have to basically do everything. But it was a really great learning experience. And I kind of do like writing and directing and stuff like I, I would always say acting is like my first choice. Yeah. All the time. But I don't mind being behind the camera and taking the reins if I if I need to. So let's go back to high school real quick. So did you do any fall plays or did you do any just a one time musical tryout thing? And that was it? Yeah. In my new high school, I was in choir and I was a tenor. Okay. So that took most of my time. It mm-hmm. was like choir practice. Uh, we have this big orchestra. We have this big concert going on. And I did have um, drama, but it was more like basics. So they weren't really doing any big plays at the moment. And if they were, it was only like for seniors or juniors. And I think I transferred on my sophomore year. So I was still kind of. Mm. And that's at the high school with high school musical or you transferred again? No, I transferred at high school. The high school musical thing was at Desert Pines High School. I transferred, transferred to Sierra Vista High School and that's where I graduated from. Okay. Just making sure. Cause I was confused for a second. Cause yeah. you like transferred. So I was like, you transferred <laughs> third. Okay. So, and you've been in Vegas your whole life. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you've seen it grown and raised and oh, up and downs and all yeah. that stuff. Oh, yeah, I have. So, okay. So after high school, did you like, when did you know, I guess, I guess you knew you wanted to be an actor in high school. So then after high school, did, how did you pursue that passion of acting? Um, it happened when uh, Fredo told me about the school that, that specialized in that. And I was like, you know what? I, I, yeah, let's do it. Like, I mean, I've been wanting to go to a school that, that uh, taught us more about acting and, and filmmaking. But the only one that I knew about was the one in L.A. Yeah. And it was really expensive to get mm-hmm. into. So when this one was affordable, I'm like, screw it, let's go ahead. And we both signed up for it. And it was amazing. Like, where, we, we got a lot of it, out of it. Where did you find it, by the way? Um, It was like, we <laughs> we found it driving around. Like Fredo, oh, really? Yeah, Fredo drove around. And he's like, oh, look, it's a... It's the International Academy of Film and Television. And oh, I'm like, okay. oh, I've never heard of that. And we, and well, he actually did more of the investigating than I did. Mm. And he was the one that told me about it. And I signed up with him. So, I mean, were you like a little nervous? Because I know I had my friend on here a week or two ago. And, you know, he was saying like, yeah, there's a lot of scams out there in general. Like, were you a little, were you hesitant at all? Like, I guess Fredo did his due diligence. Um, so, but were you a little cautious before that? Like how his, you know, there's a million scammers out there. Like, did, what were your feelings? Yeah, we went in the building and we met with the director and he kind of gave us a tour mm-hmm. and there were students like um, doing stuff, not that many. So that was kind of like a little bit of a red flag. I remember that we went into the lounge area and there was like one student just like reading a script, but everyone, everything else was empty. And we were like, that's a little weird. Yeah. But he did invite us to a showcase. He's like, we have our like, I think it was like our fourth, our fourth term, their, their fourth term class doing like a play and like, this is our, if you guys want to check it out and we went and it looked legit and there was a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, that's what ended up com- convincing me was the fact that, okay, this is serious. Cause these kids do go here and study and this is their performance. Gotcha. So did you learn like, um, 
Ad, what was it like Adler, Stella, like all those? I guess, I don't know the name. I always get confused with the name. Yeah, so yeah. What was your favorite um, of those practices that you've done? Like, oh. what one do you incorporate? Do you use a little of each one when you act? Um, I we learned a little bit of of uh, most of them, uh, yeah. but I would say Meisner. It's, it's because uh, one of the teachers that we had who we we love so much. He he really like perfected the Meister technique and he taught us everything he knew about it. And we would see him most of the time. Like he was the teacher that mm. we went to for like the seriousness of acting, like the yeah. like the diehard roles. And he his technique, I personally loved it. I mean, everyone else had their mixed feelings about it. Yeah. But I really like the Meister technique. What is the Meister technique? Just so I, I always for, I forget, like there's so many different techniques. I what the what's the Meister again? Sorry, refresh refresh my memory a little bit and refresh the audience actually. Um, it's putting yourself in, in the situation, putting yourself in, in a situation that's not there, but you, you make yourself think that it is happening. Okay. So give me an example. So, um, one of the thing I remember, one of the monologues that I had to do was this really heart wrenching one about a boy being fed up with his mother. And basically I had to dig for those moments that. I went with my own mother, the fact, like, cause you know, I'm have had our ups and downs and I had to dig through that emotion cause it's, ha- it has happened when mm. me and her get into this horrible, horrible argument to bring that out of me, but it wasn't really happening. So I had to create that environment for it to come out. Gotcha. So it's putting yourself in those situations and making the audience believe that it's happening when you know it's not. Okay. So it's like, it's really using that imagination process in, in that regard, which is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, it is. I mean, that's how I always pictured acting. I, I knew that I had to like concentrate and make myself believe that this is really happening to me for me to, to for my performance to come out as strong as it, as it possibly can. Mm-hmm. Some people don't like to do that. Some yeah. people think that it's wrong to think about something sad or messed up for you, for you to like bring out that emotion. But I think it's, it's actually, it, it really helps. Like you learn from your own experiences. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I fell in love with it. Interesting. That's really, um, so when you're in school, how long was that program? Uh, two years. I want to say four terms, two years. Okay. So eight terms total. No, for, no, we went to school for, I want to say two or three years. I'm not sure. It's very, okay. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, but like, what was that experience like being at that school? Like, you know, I mean, you had that teacher who said, what was it like? Do you guys, did you guys find filmmakers? Did you guys act in there? Like, what was that like being in those student films and stuff like that? What did you learn out of that? I, I learned a lot. Yeah. I, um, I think it, it wasn't until I came to the school that I learned how everything worked when mm-hmm. it came to filming. Cause I just thought an actor's job was just to show up and memorize your lines and stuff. I never knew about these other things like helping out if you, if you needed to help out or, um, I, I think this is also where I learned the whole, my teacher calls it feeding off the other actor. I call it chemistry. You know, if there's a, I, like, I never knew how important that was for, for you and someone else to have that beautiful thing where the scene is just so seamless that it's just perfect because you both are, feeding off, I guess, one another with your performances. So I learned that really early on when Mm -hmm. it came to me acting with other people. Yeah. Which I've never really done before. Like, I mean, I auditioned and stuff, but I never really had to share a scene with someone else until the school. What was that like? Sharing a scene for the first time, knowing, like, you know, I mean, never doing that before. It was great. I think my first partner was Fredo, who's, you know, he's been my best friend for years. So I kind of knew how I kind of know where he's coming from Mm -hmm. and he knows where I'm coming from. So that made it super easy. Yeah. But then there's times when you have to work with someone that's not so easy and it kind of makes the scene not the greatest. 
Mm-hmm. So you have to learn how to work around that. But it makes you, did it make you uncomfortable working with Yeah. Someone? But you have to get comfortable, you have to get uncomfortable, get comfortable. That's a person I know once said to me. Yeah. You know, you, you, I've also learned a lot. I've learned, I learned what it is for to have someone not get it or how to like bounce back when someone messes up. Yeah. So it was a, it was a great learning experience to learn all these things when I did short films, when yeah. I auditioned, um, when I did exercises, especially improv. I think improv is a very useful tool for any actor because mm-hmm. it just teaches you a lot. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite improv game? Did you guys play any games of improv? Yes. Um, I would say the, uh, my favorite improv game was the one where you, so basically they would uh, pair us up mm-hmm. and the person would start a scene and you just had to go along with it. One of the main rules of improv is you cannot say no. Yeah. So it was kind of like a surprising thing when someone would come up with some fucked up shit and you just had to go along with it. You couldn't like take them out or just, or you basically you, you I the freeze game? Was it the because it's a big circle and you have like so, two yes, people starting? Yeah, it is the freeze yeah. game. It is the freeze game. Like, yes. well, yeah, it was a fun and, game. Yeah, and people would come in and they would change the situation on you, and you're like, "Shit, okay, how do I do this?" And it's just thinking on your feet, and I think that that makes it really fun. Yeah, you, you, ever, the, you ever watch The Office? I've seen a couple of episodes. There's the one where Michael goes to the improv class. No. He, yeah, you should watch that episode. That's really funny because he, he he every time he has a gun, and he's a cops. Oh my god, I hate him. <laughs> but yeah, I love the freeze game. I used to play that in a drama class and um. High school, that was a really fun, mm-hmm. interesting game. And like, you'd always come up with some weird scenario and like someone's in an awkward position. You're like, wait, wait what do I do? <laughs> I Did you ever play the ABC game, by the way? Like you guys basically go through the alphabet of shit. Like, I don't remember that if we did. I, I, I can't explain it. It's been so long, but I remember <laughs> the game, like a game, playing a game like that. And I can't remember exactly what it, I had to explain it to you. <laughs> um, so doing all those short films, how many short, do you remember how many short films you did throughout that school? Year or school span? Um, I was in. Did you ever do a feature two? too? No, we wanted to. I think that was one of the things that it sucked. Um, yeah. That it fell through the cracks. We had a great script for a short film that we really wanted to do, and it was and it was great because everyone in our class was down to do it. Is this Murder for Dummies? No. Okay. It was called. Um, it was called the Occult. Okay. And it's something that I still push for Freddie to do to help me do or to bring it to fruition because well, I love the story. What's it about? Um, did you write this too? Sorry, no, to you off. well, Fredo wrote it. Fredo okay. wrote the script, and I fell in love with it. I thought it was great. Um, it, but so basically, it's about this cult who collects people. Um, they collect people like every. We haven't decided if it's every Sunday or every couple of Sundays mm-hmm. down the road, but it's a Sunday, and um, they bring someone that has like a problem, like um, they can't see they can't walk or something there's something wrong with them and yeah. then at the end of the day it turns out that they are possessed by a, by a demon now but they're part of the cult so they they keep bringing people in for that interesting it was a very cool concept and, and fredo wrote the script and we all really liked it but it sucked because we had to we needed a filmmaker to help us like a director yeah, and yeah. cameraman and you they, didn't have anyone in school you went to a school with film no no, no 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 we did we did <laughs> but they got involved they got way too involved and it it turned out well they want they changed the script on us Uh, they changed the ending and it was kind of it was kind of like a shit show i mean no offense i love the kids very much and we were all we were all still learning so i'm not trying to say that they were horrible it was Mm -hmm. just we kind of had a lot of problems we didn't have a set location and the location that we did have there was time constraints and it was like it was one of those things where we're all amateurs and you could tell that we were and it just, unfortunately, it did not come to, um, you know, if we didn't fulfill this, mm. this great script and it sucks. Like Fredo still has it like collecting dust and I keep pushing for him to, to do it. And I hope we do do it one day because I did love the story. 
Um, but if we do do it, it would have to be with like different people because unfortunately the people that we went to school with have all moved on and mm -hmm. are doing different things. So it'd be great if we could get them all back, but I don't think it's going to happen. Interesting. But um, I was going to say, so then after that, what happened after school then? Um, well, so this brings us to murder for dummies. Well, how'd you meet, is this how you met Kelly or we didn't talk about? Well, we met, well, it all started with, um, Edgar who he has, well, his, by uh, the way, I need to get in the contact with the one game on the show. What is that? I want to get him on the show, by the way, Edgar, uh -huh. I want to get him on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we met, he went to the school with us. Mm -hmm. Um, and he had this thing that he wanted to do after school ended where it was like a cross training, uh, class. Um, where, where the actors would learn from the filmmakers and vice versa to just make it like awesome. And we were into it. We're like, sure, why not? So yeah. we, we went to his meetings. That's where we met Kelly. Mm. And that's where the whole Murder for Dummies thing came into play. We, he, we wanted to do a trailer and we were just spouting off ideas. Long story short, we really got into it. And what was supposed to be like a five to six minute trailer ended up turning into like a 40 minute short film yeah and um like as you guys as we said in the other podcast um things got a little out of hand he unfortunately just wasn't feeling it we weren't really feeling his choices it just felt like his heart wasn't in it and it sucked because all three of us really wanted this to happen and he wanted it to happen but at the same time he wasn't trying to make it so that it would happen to our vision. I think, I think that's the best way I can put it. Like he had his own vision about it and he was like, if it fails, it fails. Yeah. Um, he was like, if, if it fails, we'll learn from it. We didn't want it to fail. I'm like, we want to try to make it succeed. So it was like a push and pull. And at the end of it all, he was like, well, my heart's not in this. I, I don't want to continue. So he walked out and yeah. with him walking out, uh, the film crew that he had walked out with them, of course. You know? How many people were in his film crew? I don't think I ever actually, how many people were in his film crew? We had, I think we had a script supervisor, mm -hmm. a cameraman. Um, was it Adriel? Is that, is that the correct name? He was there for the meeting. He wasn't, he, honestly, Adriel, I mean, he just didn't really. Okay, I, I didn't know if he was the cameraman. So no, I, I don't remember, honestly. But he uh, to him, he was like, I mean, this is mostly between you guys and Edgar. He was just there to, like, to like have a say and, and, and stuff. But, yeah, when he walked out, everyone else did, too. So me and Kelly, I'm never going to forget this because Fredo was at work, and me and Kelly were, like, freaking out. We're like, what the hell just happened? Because we were supposed to start filming the next day. Yeah. So we're like, well, what do we do? And <laughs> Kelly's like, uh, I think we're doing this, but we just have to start from square one now. Yeah. And we did. We met up at, I think we met up, we met up at Starbucks and we we're like discussing what our options were. And she's like, let's throw, let's throw a line, see if someone, you know, bites it for mm -hmm. a, a director or something. And yeah. that's where you came along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the rest is, is history. I mean, we, we did it. I think that's something that I'm, that I'm really proud of. Like, I really, really want to, I mean, I know it's been years since we filmed this, but I really, really want to like release this, even if it's so late, because it's just something I'm, that we're so proud of. Like we did this. Well, why haven't you released it yet? If I may ask you, <laughs> well, I, I, thought need, like I need, I need, I need the correct format. The one that you gave me has, um, has a, a fuck up that we thought we fixed, but we didn't. Um, but uh, you never gave me the file back. Okay, then it's my fuck up. <laughs> it's both of our fuck ups. It's yeah. fine. It's so, good. yeah, but I, I do want to release it because 
you know, even if nothing comes out of it, the fact that we did this, but because mm-hmm. we had a, like, I mean, it wasn't like a huge cast, but we had a lot of people like helping us. Yeah. So it's something to be proud of. It is something to be proud of. And, and I don't know. I mean, it was, it, when we did the screening. Was that your first time doing a screening? Like of something that you did? Like, uh, you know, being at a screening for something and then you presenting it basically or being presented for it, <laughs> like a big screening like that. Did you ever do like a, was you ever do a screening like that before in general? No, no, never. Okay. What was that? What was that like? That feeling of being, you know, after showing the movie, what was that feeling like for you? Well, we had two showings, if you remember correctly. We yes. had the one at the Eclipse Theaters. And we all wanted to die <laughs> because we, the movie was playing, but the sound was off and oh, we were all like upset. I think I, I'm, I don't think I ever felt stressed like that. Like I've been stressed before, but that was awful stress. Like mm-hmm. I, like me and Kelly were like at each other's throats. And I think that's another part that sucks is that when me and Kelly, like I love her to death, but when we clash, we clash hard mm-hmm. and we we're both stressed and we wanted this to to be great and unfortunately the first showing of the film didn't go as great as we thought luckily we got it fixed for the second showing at the eclipse theater and that one went really smooth but i gotta say that my favorite one was the one we did at the millennium fandom why was that your favorite one besides the besides the perfect (laughs) it was the energy you know like at the the movie theater everyone was everyone liked it it was cool Hmm. but i think at the bar it was just like more relaxed like everyone was just like chilling with their drinks, just watching the movie and the cheering at the end was pretty cool. The Q and a was amazing mm-hmm. after the showing was done. Like the feedback we got from our friends and family and random people that just showed up to watch the movie was pretty cool. It was awesome. And, and that's a good bar to go to for screenings in general too. So yeah. then because we're, we're glossing over a little bit, the murder for dummies thing, because we talked about that in our last podcast together, which was like, I believe our second episode. Um, so we're kind of glossing over that ladies and gentlemen, but uh, Brian, after murder for dummies, what, was the next move? Um, I've done a couple of projects here and there. Again, nothing that I've seen anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day after we showed Murder for Dummies, um, I what were those projects? Tell me about. Don't gloss them over. Oh, just tell us. About I them. had a <laughs> so so after so that same night I went home and I tried to get some sleep because I had to be awake at like five in the morning the next <laughs> day to go shoot um, yeah. a trailer for another person. Um, I was running in an hour of sleep, by the way. I show up and we were filming like in a desert area of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And it was like a drug, not, no, not a drug deal. No, his story was um, three immigrants crossing the border. And the person that's supposed to help them cross is actually a sadistic murderer who kills them all. I was playing one of the what? immigrants. You yeah. never told me this. Yeah, I was playing one of the immigrants. And what movie is this? Tell me. It wasn't, what? I don't know if the movie came to, I don't know if the movie, like, okay, oh, can you out. tell me the title? Uh, Can you tell this audience? I don't know. I don't know anything. Oh, like, he, really? like, he, like he sent me the trailer, yeah. like a rough edit of it. And I've never, I've never followed up with him. I've never, I don't think he ever finished it. And if he did, I don't, I don't know. Um, but so it was pretty, it was a pretty intense shoot. And long story short, I kind of ate shit on the dirt and I fucked up my hand oh, and geez. my leg. <laughs> and everyone was freaking out because it was pretty bad. Like, it was like really? my hand was like gashed open. Oh my and, gosh. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to do? Cause like back then I was working part-time and I did not have any insurance. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So when I got home, I, I like showered and put something on it and I knocked out and luckily both my hands are, are fine. Like the wounds are gone, but it was pretty scary. <laughs> well, what was that experience on that set? Like, like in general, like what was it different? Like, Cause you know, obviously, I mean, it's your technically it's your set. I'm for dummies, but what was it like being on that set? being not the control, like the producer and the actor on, the, well, just being the actor really. 
Um, you know, I, I I got to see that at that. It's not it's not that different that when we did Murder for Dummies, there mm. was still stress. Yeah, time constraints. Um, cut this this wasn't right, or let's do this again. And you can tell the director was getting a little flustered because he's on a like I he's on a time crunch, and we some people had to be done by a certain time because they had to go to work. And I think I think that's what it. Um, that's what I saw. That's the same thing with us because we had the same issue when we were shooting Murder for Dummies was time constraints because yeah. these actors were working basically for free. So and so was I because I, I I just wanted to be in the project so I wasn't getting paid at all for this mm-hmm. one either. So it was just it, it, so the similarities were there, but it was mostly like a like a guy crew. So they were just pretty chill. They have I mean, mm-hmm. it was a, it was a cool experience. I got to meet two two good people. In fact, one of the guys that was the other immigrant, he actually became he's actually a photographer and cool. he and he took my headshots and oh, awesome. I I'm very I'm very happy with the what's his name? Shout him out. His name is Nelson. Uh, oh. Nelson Ramirez, I want to say. Nelson Ramirez, if you're listening to this, everyone actually who's listening to this, check out Nelson Ramirez if you need a headshot. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty cool. Like he has a little studio in his house with the backdrop and everything, and he's really he was really professional. He he gave me and Fredo a good deal, and I'm very happy with the headshots. Like I still have them in my room, and they're still pretty usable because I haven't changed. So nope, you look the same since the first day <laughs> I met you. <laughs> I don't age. People. You don't age. You're a Highlander. <laughs> Uh, so, so you said you had another project too. So how, when did that project come along? Um, let's see, what was my other project after that? Uh, no, I think no? it was just that. No, just yeah. The- Wait, I'm trying to think. Did I, sh- did you oh no, for- I auditioned for something and it, it just didn't, actually I auditioned for two things. What was that like? Tell us, um, please. The first one I really wanted, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of, I was kind of bummed. It was, it was actually for a student film at CSN. Oh, um, it was a very emotional role where it's it's about a boy and his uncle that the boy had just lost his parents and um, he's having a tough time adjusting because his uncle is trying to be the dad and he's it's just one of those things where you're grieving but you're taking out your anger on, on the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And I read the script and I loved it and I gave it my all at the audition and I really, really, really thought I had it. Um, I don't know if the reason I didn't get it is the, re- is the true reason because they said they went another way. I want to say that it's because unfortunately, as far as I know, I was the only like Latino dude there and all the dudes playing the uncles were like white. Oh yeah. That's a little awkward. Yeah. I want to say that's what it was. You I were mean, adopted. And, and not, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not to be, you know, not to be a dick. Cause I don't know. They might've really liked someone else's audition, but when I finished my audition, they were like blown away. And I think that's always a good feeling to have that people that people tell you wow you did such a great job and that's always good to hear so i was i was really bummed that i didn't get it but you mm-hmm. know it is what it is and then you had another audition too yes um the other one was also for another film at csn and it was about a, a kid who believes in aliens and he gets really excited and at the end of it i think they get they all get like abducted oh. by aliens it was it was a pretty cool script and again i auditioned and the guy was happy but he went another way. So I don't know. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, you win some and you lose some, I guess. Yeah, that's true. And then what, ha- when, what happened? Then what were your, what were your plans after that? Well, my, pl- um, I wanted to do, to start something on my own. Mm-hmm. Well, not on my own. I, I kind of wanted to just to start something with, with Fredo. Cause it, uh, at that time, we, me, Kelly and Fredo, we didn't know how to go about some stuff and we each had different ideas and I had my own idea that I wanted to do. I wanted to do, I still want to do it. It's a series. Um, it's a horror series of just messed up things happening to people. Although I had like a, 
an idea a couple days ago. I kind of want to change it up a little bit. Like I still want to do a horror series, but I don't know if I should be like technology based. Like I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. There's just so many fucked up stories out there and I keep having ideas for them. Well, write them all down. No, I do. But it's like, but back, back then I wanted to just be about technology, kind of like a more urban-y version yeah. of Dark Mirror. But now it's like, no, I, I don't want it to be just technology. I want it to be like supernatural and, and just, you know, just like your regular slasher, like slasher shit happening. So I, I and still that's wired, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking about changing the name. Um, since I still can, cause we haven't even like polished the first episode so I can still get away with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's, so I'm, so my head spinning on that still, I'm still writing down ideas. I still have, um, ideas for more episodes. And then me, Kelly and Fredo have finished an amazing, amazing script that we really, really want to get off the ground. Um, so here's hoping. It's called uh, Deimos, and we put our heart and soul into it. I want to say that this project is even more ambitious than Murder for Dummies because of the story alone. Mm -hmm. um, we've had, like The fact that we finished the script is amazing. It's just now getting it off the ground. It's a little hard. Did you guys uh, film the Kickstarter for that one or no? We uh, we filmed, well, yeah, I, I we me and Fredo helped Kelly film the trailer for it. Mm -hmm. um, I never really followed up on that because she still wanted to do a couple more shots before it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, right now she is having a great, great time in the cruise and I hope when she gets back, we have something more concrete with it. But I mean, the good thing about this script is that these, um, the main characters are not like in high school or anything. They're grown adults. So if we get it off the ground two to three years from now, we're still all capable of performing. So we're fine. <laughs> so what, what are you doing now then? Right now, it's I'm um, taking it. I'm taking it slow. Like I'm still thinking about, like I said, more episodes for 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 the series. Mm -hmm. um, I got a new job, so that's taking more of my time right yeah. now. Um, and I do want to start writing. I've been wanting to write a on a feature film, but I just don't know where to go with it. I my, one of one of the biggest things, one of my goals as an actor, is to write a story where it's all male based. Um, is it male-based strippers? Because no. I really want to do Magic Mike 3. No, 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 no. No, I've been wanting to do like a brotherhood kind of storyline. I like. I feel like... Brotherhood as in like werewolves, vampires? No, no, no. no. Um, so I, so I, every time that I see a, a all-male cast, it's usually like action-packed, drug dealer, guns, crap and shit. Yeah. I want to do a legit horror slasher film when it where the main characters are four boys like four guys who are have been like best friends for life mm -hmm. and they're and they're all different and i and i kind of played with it i had a script somewhat started um a couple years ago i had fredo read it and he was like okay but as you get older you learn more things and i kind of want to change it up but that hasn't changed at all i still want it to be four four guys that go away and shit starts happening around them and it's just like a it's a it's a horror film but it's more of like a friendship brotherhood thing and i've always wanted to do that i always wanted to have like an all-male cast and i mean it'd be great if i can fulfill have, that have you um have you talked to mark i know this might sound random but mark has where it lies have you ever seen that i think he showed me like a trailer for it okay because i'll say you maybe talk because he has maybe you might might give you some good ideas to help him out or you help him out. At least you guys maybe can powwow together about it. If you want, that's up to you. I just wanted to throw that out there to you. Cause he has that brotherhood style, I guess, script or that idea. Maybe you can help him. Um, if you want, I'm not saying you have to, but maybe help him bring that to the next level. 
No, yeah, for sure. But, you know, but life, I mean, I barely saw Mark, what, the other day on your birthday? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's life. Life gets a lot, like, it gets it, in the way. Like, unfortunately, we, we all need to eat and we all need yeah. to pay bills and shit. So, of course, our paying jobs come first. But, yeah, I'm definitely hoping that um, at least next year I'll have more time now that I'm more situated in this new job. Mm-hmm. I, I can actually start back up again. It's going to be more flexible for you, more flexible for you to do castings and stuff like that. So you Yes. Um, I, I think that's one of the great things about working a full-time job with the set schedule. Mm. So now I know what days I'm off, what times I can come to film and if they can work around it, that's great. If not, you know, like I respect their decision, but I, again, I have to keep the job that's paying me to continue to live. (laughs) Well, yeah, understandable. And also I was just thinking about this. So do you want to make the black Christmas of fret movie then instead like the fret version of black Christmas? It started off like that because I would see all these, all these movies, like when it was like a sorority based and I was like, that's pretty fun. And I remember watching like behind the scenes of, of these films and, Everyone was like, it's, it was like, they were like, you know, it, it was such a learning experience to be with a, in an all female cast. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it'd be the same thing with the dudes. It's just that I feel like no one's really thought about doing it. Or if they do, they, again, they add guns and all this unnecessary bullshit to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it started off like that. But no, I don't want it to be like school or frat based. If they could just, I mean, in my mind, they're just friends who have who've been together for a long, long time and they go away and again, bad shit happens and people die and it sucks. And I still haven't like finalized how I want it to end. Yeah. I've had ideas here and there so that I, those ideas are always in my mind when I'm like alone. So we'll see, we'll see if I, <laughs> if I finish that up every time soon. You can do it. I believe in you. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a new year, new you. Oh, uh, well, no more like new year. Same me. I don't think I'm, I don't think I've, ch- I've changed, but <laughs> no resolutions. Uh, more acting. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I mean, I, uh, that's what I'm, I'm taking a break right now. Cause again, I just, I wanted to make sure that I had this job secure. Yeah. I, I, I have it now, but right now, unfortunately it's secure when the holidays are kicking in yeah. and nothing's really happening in the film community during the holidays. Have you been working on your craft, studying your craft, working on your craft in general? I guess watching movies to study. Yes, definitely. I mean, I love movies. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that's the, that's the most important thing for an actor to do as well? Study, always study their craft. Yes. You always want to make sure that you still have it in you. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like singing. You have to like belt out a couple notes every now and then to make sure that you have it. So if I made a musical, I'm gonna, I can cast you? You can cast me, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Here comes that musical I always wanted to write. Oh. <laughs> so, um, so here's a question for you, which I like to pose to everyone on this show now, is about the community in itself. And you've, you've been, I guess, in the film community for how many years now? Like, would you say... Four, four, four five. Yeah. Uh, has it has it grown or has it like increased? Has it been the same? Has it been uh, incline, decline? What have you seen, and what are your pain points, and what are like the strengths of the film community as well? Like, what are your strengths and weaknesses that you see? Um, it's definitely grown. Uh, when we started acting classes, we I rarely saw anything. Like, it wasn't until I went to the school where I saw that people were actually wanting to make movies. Now there's more castings for commercials and short films and um, feature films. So that's always good. Uh, strengths would be if you make good connections, they're set. I mean, I, I mean, I think that you're a prime example. Like I, we met you and you're, you're really serious about what you're doing and we can, we can depend on you. So that's always good. Um, Mark has really come through for us as well. Uh, Kelly. So basically if you, if you make good connections here in Vegas, when it comes to film, um, and you guys work great together. That's already a big strength to have. Mm-hmm. 
Right now, Fredo's also going to school to perfect filmmaking. So that's always a good thing. So the fact that people can, I, there's some really good loyal people out here in the city. So that's a, that's a really good thing. You just have to find them. If I would say a weakness, it would be, um, I would say that there's a lot that unfortunately, like I said, this city is kind of clicky based. I mean, there's clicks everywhere in the Vegas mm-hmm. community. You're going to see that all the time. There's going to be people that don't want to work outside of their of their circle, which I always think is a bad idea. I, I personally, I mean, I think as a filmmaker in general, and even an actor too, you should you should use other people. You're, I mean, you're not always going to use me. I mean, you know what I mean. You should use someone else because you should grow as an actor, as a director, as a you know anything. Because then you learn the language. Yeah, I I completely agree. And there's times when like we I, well, there's been times when me and where we go to auditions and the people that were in the projects prior to this new one get casted in those as well. Yeah, so it's kind of like the what was the point of these auditions, you know? And then the people, and then also, it's just I, unfortunately, it's also like a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a a vanity thing. I want to say if I can put it if I can put it simply. So there's been instances that we've that we've heard and seen that a great actor gets passed up by someone more attractive, even if they're not. Yeah, the greatest actor. I mean, no offense, but it it sucks. Like, um, I've seen a couple of friends get passed by when they have given it their all just because the other actor actress was better looking, and they just wanted to go with that. So you see that from time to time, and it and it does suck, but it does happen. What do you think can bring Vegas to that next level to break that glass to get through to that Hollywood, Atlanta, you know, New York, um, you know, film market? What can what can what what needs to happen? You think? I mean, I would like if um, there was more seriousness in it. Mm. Somebody, I mean, there's nothing wrong with making movies just to make movies. Like, yeah. that's fine. I mean, it's it's your company. It's whatever you want to do. That's great and all. But I think more serious people with, who want to actually put something that's not just going to be seen for like a month and then be forgotten. I, I mean, I would love if someone was like, hey, I want to do like a really, really kick-ass film or or show that i that i know it's people are gonna love and i want to get serious people on board to do so i think that's what will will really help because you see a lot of castings now and you're like "Mm, this sounds kind of sketchy or i don't know this doesn't sound as great as you're trying to put it out to be and yeah it kind of like discourages you from trying it's happened to me like i like i see a story and i'm like okay and then i see what they're looking for i'm like okay well that's not gonna happen so i just you know i i, I skimmed through it so yeah uh have you seen the imagineer show yet on you don't have disney plus right no i'm probably gonna get it either tonight or tomorrow finally so if you watch imagineering there's a great quote from tony baxter imagineer of disney and he said, I'm not making rides for the first time user. I'm making it for the 20th time user. And I think that's what people need to make in Vegas. Not the one time view, but the 200th time view or, you know, the 100th time, whatever it is, like more than one view, obviously. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I think, yeah, that's going to bring it to that next level. But we're at a point, I think, where you said you're finding things that are sketchy that, you know, even, even if you look at some of the stuff and it comes out, no, or or people, which I've also heard too, let me, which it seems like happened to you is that people make something, but then they don't release it. Yes. That's my other thing. There's, I've had, I've been on projects that have just not happened. Mm-hmm. I've auditioned and I've, and I remember, I mean, I'm not going to say any names. So I don't want to like mess anyone up. That's yeah. the farthest thing that I want to do. But I had a production company, uh, had an audition for me and I, I did it. And the role that I read for, I, I didn't get casted in, but I did get offered another role. And I'm like, you know what? Why not? Let's let's do it. 
So I was all set with it. And then it just doesn't happen. Like it, they, I think they sent me an email saying that it was on hold because of money issues or whatever it is. And it sucks. But my, that's another thing. Like if you don't have the money to do this project, then don't even start it up yet because you're going to disappoint a lot of people when it doesn't happen. I think that when we did the first episode of, of Wired, um, John and his team helped us out of the kindness of their heart. I mean, we do want to pay them when this does make money, but they knew that we didn't have the money to offer them, but then they still helped us. Um, me and Fredo basically came up with a little bit of money to pay the actors for their time because, you know, it's really hard to find actors who want to work for free nowadays. And I yeah. totally get it because we need to pay bills and, and stuff. I understand that. So me and Fredo didn't have a lot to offer and these people were great and we were upfront with them and we told them in casting and we told them in the audition notices that what they would get paid. So there was no misunderstanding and they appreciated that. Yeah. So I think if you keep it simple with, with the people, even if you can't pay them a lot, if you let them know that from the get go, at least they won't be upset or accuse you of being um, a sketchy person. So I think that's also another thing Like you have to be honest with what your crew and cast. What about copy? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, that's another, unfortunately, that's another thing. Like, I, I see a lot of castings where that's not enough anymore, and it's yeah. really sad. Like, I see people going, I can't pay you, but I can give you food and copy, and people don't want to do it. Like, that's not that's not good enough. And I get it. Like I said, I get it. We need we need money. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, if I, believe, if I see a, a casting notice that is like that, that has a great story, and the guy cannot pay me, I still want to do it. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that I will... Do any I, I can work for free if I have the time and if I really want to be mm-hmm. in this project. Yeah, and it has happened sometimes. So I mean, also I think uh, uh, it was touched upon by another uh, a podcast episode was like you know actors are also I'm not trying to run any actors off the you know say anyone in particular because I'm not but in general they're also just like oh were they, was hey, was anyone asking like oh who's directing it who's like you know DPing it and shit like that like I, you know yeah and you, there's a lot of good people out there. Um, but they're all worried about who's doing what and like you're an actor. Why would you care about that? And I don't know. Has it come up to more than once? Has that ever happened to you? I, I, I tried my, I try my best to stay away from those people. I don't, if, if you rub me the wrong way, I just, yeah. <laughs> just block you. And I, I just, I can't like, you know, and, and again, we're not going to say any names, but yeah, I've, I've, I've seen what some people can do in the biggest film community. They, they like to, to be, they want to be in control of everything. And if you, put up a fight, they will strike fear into you and they will threaten you to, um, with things like you'll, you'll never work here or I'll make sure you don't get casted. And that's just a complete, um, that's just complete bullshit. I think that if you have the talent, not everyone has that mentality. Someone will give you a chance. So mm-hmm. don't be afraid to stick to your guns. And if something seems off, just walk away. You know, you can't work somewhere that makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to do that anyway? Like if you are uncomfortable, you should get out of that situation anyway. So Brian, um, we're going to wrap up soon. So do you have any last words or words of wisdom to give to people? Um, well, before that, I kind of want to give, give a shout out to someone I did work with. That I okay. didn't Go think ahead. about it until now. Her name is Darlene. Darlene Dalmosetta. She gave me a shot at um, being in one of the episodes of the show she's been working on for years. It's called Stripped. And it was one of the funnest um, gigs that I had. She, and uh, that's, this is what I mean about her being up front. She could only offer me a hundred bucks for two days, mm-hmm. which was totally fine. And it was such a fun environment and she fed people and 
you could tell she was stressed and everything. But until this day, I still talk to her. Like, we're not, like, buddy-buddy. But if she ever has something to do or if she ever wants, like, support for the show, I, I help her in any way I can. So, I mean, the fact that she let me audition and gave me the role was really funny. What, what is stripped, actually? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what is stripped? Is it, is it a play? Is it a sh- no. TV show? It's a show. It's about her and her roommate. Um, and they have, like, this... Uh, relationship where the roommate is I, I I don't know if he's gay or he's bi but they're like flirty and then she has her own thing going on and then they always come together at the end like uh, like I don't know much about it because I because I only got the script for the for the show. is this out by the way um I think she has a couple of episodes out I'm not sure the one that I'm in I don't know if she's she's done if she's has it finished yet but it was it was funny um Basically, long story short, I I'm dating her roommate and then I cheat on him with her date. <laughs> and it was really cool. I think that was the first time I made out with a guy like super passionately on camera. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you very you, much. You broke your passionate kissing scene out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was I was kind of nervous. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, oh shit, like I mean, I've kissed so many guys in my life. I'm not going to lie about that, but doing it in, in camera and, and I'm not going to, I mean, it was also weird because homeboy brought his boyfriend or fiance on set. I'm like, so I have to kiss you while he watches. It's kind of weird. Well, Hey, yeah, I do that in real life. You right. Know what I mean? <laughs> so it was interesting, but I had a lot of fun. So she's great. And I hope that she, she uh, finishes her show and it's a success. Nice. Um, advice to people. Um, basically the same thing i said last time just if you really want to do it just go for it Mm. like i mean a lot of people when i started this they were like especially my family they'd be like well acting is not a for sure thing you might not make that you may not you may not make money out of it so you're always going to get those comments but at the end of the day i don't see myself doing anything else like i love the job that i have right now but i don't see myself doing that forever i see myself acting until i die have you ever thought about going to la i have i have um but I, I don't want to lose the hope here yet. I, I mean, as much as, as much as shady shit has happened here in Vegas, I still believe that this city can be a good uh, city for the film industry. We're getting a lot of more people in from California, FYI. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we just surpassed three million. Like, damn, people, yeah. stop coming over here. <laughs> All this traffic that's going to be happening. Yeah, yeah. And the Raiders come soon this year. So Yeah, so I, I don't want to give up hope just yet. I think that... There is a, a a lot of possibilities here in Vegas, so I want to see how this goes. I, I kind of want to give it at least another year with auditioning and me doing my own stuff and um, helping Fredo with his things and stuff like that to see how that goes. But eventually, obviously, California would be the way to go, but I do want to have more things under my belt before because everyone, everyone is trying to do the same thing over there. Everyone wants to be in Hollywood. Everyone wants to act. Yeah, you got to put your hustle game up to 100 on that one. Yeah, and I and our teacher, um, I will always like value his advice. He said, if you don't have anything under your belt, you're you're basically just like one of them, and they will see you as just like that, like as, like another kid just trying to, to break into Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just, I do want to have some work that they can see and then go from there. Well, ramp up that CV, man. Ramp that CV up this year, okay? <laughs> yeah. Give me that favor. I hope so, yeah. So, and hey, don't forget, let's get your social media too, by the way. Um, yes. So right now I'm at, like, if you guys want to follow me, uh, it's, uh, an, I'm more active on Instagram. So it's Prince, um, underscore Bry, B-R-Y. And Prince is not spelled any crazy way. No, Prince is just Prince, okay. Prince underscore Bry. 
And um, you can follow my shenanigans there. I, I mostly bitch about work and stuff, so I don't expect anything great. But when I do start like acting and everything, hope, of course. I hope your boss doesn't check that out now that you're bitching about work. Oh, no, it's not about like my job. It's about, oh. it's about the people I deal with. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I love my job. <laughs> All right, just, just making sure. Don't want to get you in trouble here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Brian, by the way, for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming again. I guess you liked it so much that you wanted to do it again. I did. Honestly, it's, it's so much fun to, to talk about it and have, to have people listening. Also, like I know John already thanked you guys in the beginning, but thank you guys so much for listening. And um, I really hope that more, that more of you can, can tune in for the other stories of other actors and filmmakers out there. Thank you, Brian. That was really nice. And again, thank you guys for listening. And to remember, once again, we are on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and you can check it out now on YouTube because it's now video, but that'll be three weeks later after the fact of this episode being out whatever week it is. So guess what? Thank you again. Also, thank you to all the Patreon members. Remember again, we do have those tiers, three tiers that is, three days to one week early. So basically next week's episode is out today as well. Huh, that's crazy. And maybe if you're lucky, give you the video for next week too. Huh? That's not creepy. I know. Sorry, I made a little creepy, guys. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for really putting it out there for you. And then I just want to thank you guys again for a hundredth time. I can't thank anyone enough. And even thank you to the people that don't go on Patreon. And remember, you're always my frame chasers. Hashtag frame chasers is the way to go. Also, let me ask you this. Would you want a shirt that says hashtag frame, frame chasers? Thinking about it. Let me know in the comments. Let me know anywhere. Tweet me at John DeMarco3. I think that's my Twitter this time. I, I changed it, I think, again. I don't know. But find me on Instagram at John underscore D DeMarco, D-I-M-A-R-C-O underscore D-P. And again, uh, have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great month. Have a great year. I'll catch you guys next time, next Wednesday again for Chasing the Frame podcast. See ya.